0: Conductive wire. and you so electric I had no say when you came so near and just right through me hey everyone welcome to Geekdom is back as is Janice Hawkins to talk about space jam a new legacy it's been a few weeks since we did the original movie so if you have not listened to that go do that because well Technically, you don't have to, but that's fine. (laughs) Janice, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Deanna. How are you? I am ready to talk about a terrible movie that we love.
1: Yeah. Or a secretly very great movie that everyone else should love. Mm. Mm. I don't know about that. (laughs) Okay. We shall
0: see, but... Space Jam, A New Legacy stars LeBron James and other people. I did not look up the other people's names, (laughs) but I know they exist. And I just want to say, Don Cheadle, get that paycheck.
1: Don Cheadle is a godsend in this movie he is too good for this movie he definitely got to kick up his feet and tone it down a little bit but he's still fantastic
0: otherwise i did not recognize anyone in this who was not a basketball player like didn't recognize lebron's wife or any of the kids there's a good reason for that deanna those are not his real life wife and kids i might have recognized his friend and that's it yeah, that's a uh, that's not
1: his real wife and kids is well, yes. part of it. <laughs> they can, but they like they got lookalike actors who like are they as did. close to them as possible. But I just don't know them from
0: other things they have been in. Is what I mean.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the um the wife was in The Walking Dead. I think I didn't watch that, so that explains that. Dom, the actor who plays him, I think it's Cedric Joe. He's in Modern Family. If that.
0: I know what that is. Okay, does not do anything for me
1: though. <laughs> well, there's this family, and they're they're modern, <laughs> like this one, right? <laughs> uh huh. Wow, Same I thing. <laughs> Same thing.
0: But I will say I love the inclusion of the WNBA players. Yeah, WNBA. You know what? I think Diana Taurasi should be in all basketball movies as White Mamba because that's
1: great. We love it. I loved her snake powers. I loved Arachnica was such a good. That's a great name. It really is. Such a great name. I hope that they like went with their powers first or like their names first. And they're like, how do we, how do we incorporate this? Oh, well, she's obviously a spider. So great.
0: The designs for them too were just
1: wonderful. Though I would have liked if Arachnica looked a little bit more like a spider because in some of the animation, it looks like she's got like a big fox furry tail or something, like if you aren't noticing right away. But A lot of it's really good. Can you explain to me why Clay Thompson is wet fire? Because like White Mamba made sense to me and Arachnica made sense to me and I can kind of get the brow, but what is wet fire? I didn't get that one and I didn't, I
0: mean, I kind of got Kronos because Damian Lillard's nickname is Dame Time, like when Uh he's making clutch shots at the end of games as he tends to do. So that made sense to me that he could like slow down time and stuff, but- I have no idea what the deal with Clay Thompson's nickname in this is, because I didn't know he had one. It's a cool power. It's not a great name. Yeah, I I have no idea where that came from.
1: Yeah, basketball fact that even Deanna doesn't know. Never thought I'd see the day. There's a lot of those I don't know.
0: I will say I love the Ernie Johnson appearance. Yeah, who's he? So he does the TNT halftime show with Shaq, Charles Barkley, and Kenny Smith is the fourth person I was thinking of. I'm doing great with the words today, Janice. Uh, It's good.
1: It's not an audio medium. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Totally fine. But so he is kind of like the one non-player on the halftime show. So it's him and like three former players who obviously Shaq and Charles Barkley are very familiar names, even if you don't really follow current basketball. But I think it was just fun to have them pull him out of those four because they could have easily been like, hey, Shaq, you want to do this? And Shaq, I'm 99% sure, would have said yes. Yep. (laughs) He would have loved it. But then I feel like Shaq would have been too much of a distraction. That's probably true.
1: Though I feel like Shaq already has his SAG card. Ernie Johnson might have had to get it for the first time for this. Do they not have them for being on TV already? That's a great question. I assumed that I could spend a lot of time (laughs) looking up how to get into the Screen Actors Guild, but I don't know. I assumed you had to be in a real movie. Are we calling Steel a real movie, Janice? What's Steel? What's Steel? The movie Shaq was in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was Kazam. (laughs) And he was in the video with Aaron Carter. That's how he beat him. He's in a lot of media.
0: I didn't realize music videos counted.
1: <laughs> I think so. He's an, he's an accomplished thespian. Shaq does everything. I
0: don't know how he has the time to do that, but I think Ernie was like a more subtle choice and then just pulling in Lil Rel Howery as
1: well. I was like, okay, this dynamic is fun. Yeah, that was really good. I liked, I liked how they off all of that. It was interesting that they got Zendaya for this movie, and then like she was a good Lola Bunny, but I feel like all of her skills were wasted being Lola, because she didn't do much. But she got paid, so that's good.
0: Yeah, I didn't even realize that this was going to be a different voice cast for the cartoon characters than it was originally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either, until I saw her on the the billing. Though... Speaking of Screen Actors Guild, it dawned on me watching this movie that Michael B. Jordan probably has to go by the name Michael B. Jordan, because Michael Jordan was in Space Jam. That's probably how the name got booked.
0: Yeah, I've heard that too, that you can't have two people with the same
1: name. Uh-huh. So so then the cameo that they do in the movie, spoilers, no spoilers, I don't know, is spoilers. really good. Spoilers.
0: is is great. I think the whole internet has spoiled that already. So okay, that works. But yeah, I think the cast is pretty good as far as, you know, the players go. And then I'm not sure why Sarah Silverman was in this to be in it for like three minutes. Oh, Because she's great. Yeah, she's great. But it kind of seemed like a waste of her character.
1: <laughs> yep, that's absolutely true. Everyone in that boardroom that wasn't Don Cheadle. <laughs> Probably didn't need to be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. So that's kind of the main cast, I guess. I don't know how to pronounce some of these names. So I'm not even going to try because I'll just butcher them. And obviously, this is, I don't know if this is part of like LeBron's retirement plan or what. But not going to lie, I wouldn't have cared as much about this movie if LeBron had not gone to the Lakers. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sure I still would have watched it, but I wouldn't have been, like, excited to watch it.
1: You wouldn't have supported a non-Laker LeBron movie? Probably not. Wow. That's that's. I mean, to be fair, I watched it on HBO
0: Max, so it's not like I went to theaters for it anyway. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Wow. I didn't know your allegiance ran that deep.
0: Yeah. Couldn't root for LeBron until he was on the
1: Lakers. Those are the rules. I have no allegiances in basketball, so I was going to see it regardless. That's fair. But story-wise, I think this has
0: more story than the original one. For sure. Not that it's good,
1: but... (laughs) I hate to say that it has a more coherent story, because, again, I do think Space Jam 1 has a story. It's just... Michael Jordan didn't need to be there, and uh, he, he gets involved for very little reason other than good at basketball, and so it's, like, nice. But this one, actually, you you have a, a character arc with LeBron that you didn't with Michael that really makes the movie.
0: Yeah, because no one takes his kid hostage in the first movie. Yeah. I feel like that changes the whole dynamic of everything. And I guess that was kind of clever on their part, because they're like, okay, one, we need to modernize the story. And two, LeBron is kind of shown as a big family guy. So it makes sense that they would take that kind of approach for it. And I have absolutely no idea who wrote this movie or like how much input LeBron had. Yeah, But they definitely just like replicated his family.
1: Yeah, it seems like he probably had a lot of say because the way that he comes off in this movie is like from a character arc and growth standpoint. He goes from a pretty okay dad to an amazing dad and (laughs) he learns a lot of lessons, but he's never unlikable. You're just kind of like groaning and like, come on, dude, get along with this.
0: Yeah, it's like that hyper successful parent dynamic, where they want their kid to like the same thing they like, even though Mm -hmm. when you have three kids, that's probably unlikely. It seems like with NBA families, in particular, there's usually at least one kid, if they have multiple kids, who is really into basketball. And then you have some kids who do like either other sports or are just into other things entirely. So I do Mm -hmm. like that they kind of leaned into that with this.
1: Yeah, and that they like drew it back to there was once a time in LeBron's life where someone handed him a Game Boy and he could have played Pokemon, but no. How dare they make him throw it away? That part did upset me. <laughs> also, it's kind of an old Game Boy for the year that they say it is. Like, yeah, but we won't we won't begrudge them that. Maybe it's all they could find. But
0: I think that's because It was, like, meant to be a hand-me-down from his friend who got the new one.
1: Oh, true. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
0: Like, LeBron couldn't afford to have his own Game Boy, or his family couldn't afford to get him one. So I think that's at least how it played off for me. And then, you know, aside from that, there really still isn't that much story. It's like AI captures video game-loving son who is struggling to get his father to understand and... Father needs to fix it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And do you mind if I like talk about why I think this movie is actually so I, I hear a lot of hate and I see a lot of like people talking about the cameos and how like forced it is and all this. But could I take a minute just to get on a soapbox and talk about well, the secret genius of this movie? I think.
0: Will it allow me to talk about Scooby-Doo?
1: I can fit it in.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. It's acceptable then.
1: So, Okay. I think that the whole there's the family plot and it's good, you know, whatever. But I think the whole WB server plot server verse plot is potentially extremely meta and extremely genius and a very good commentary on society and the way that things are going in the media nowadays, because like the main idea of it seems to be that like all the cool technology and innovation will inevitably be exploited. Like algae rhythms, looking through everybody's phones. And the minute that Dom shows him that he's got this cool scanning technology to bring things in, he immediately takes it, steals the code, uses it to pull in real people and turn them into like half animal, half whatever power things, just so that he can win his little basketball game, right? But then Don Cheadle's character himself is like completely. AI driven and like seems like you know they don't even Warner Brothers didn't even pitch that idea to LeBron themselves this guy came in and sat down and had a AI tell him exactly what he thought people would like and consume but overall it seems like media and entertainment are becoming less and less original is kind of the idea and the studios are like banking off all these safe franchises and sucking the life out of things what made things unique and so you've got your you've got your path where the looney tunes all leave they get pulled from the looney tunes universe except for bugs who like sticks to his guns and stays home and then they like ridiculously split into all these other franchises and they don't fit in those different IPs like you're getting like wily e. coyote warboy kind of messes up a lot of the heart and plot of mad max fury road or I love Speedy Gonzalez and Granny in The Matrix, but whew, that's kind of like a huge distraction. So like putting all these guys into all these different things is like effectively ruining the media and overusing it. And Bugs's hero's journey is to go rip all of his friends out of these different universes and bring them back to his own and destroy the serververse. And at the basketball game. Where they have all of the different characters from all the different universes. They don't even have a lot of the good versions of the IP. They have like a Hollywood costume version. Like Pennywise isn't the newest Pennywise. So it seems like it's all a rip on all of this technology. Please tell me about all the cameos that you love in that basketball scene.
0: Okay, so
1: you already brought up Pennywise, which
0: seems to be more like the 2017 Pennywise, because they made like minor changes to the character for the 2019 It Chapter 2 movie. Mm -hmm. And then you have multiple versions of DC characters. I just had to put DC on here, otherwise I was going to (laughs) be writing the entire movie. But you have like, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. You have the 1966 Catwoman, I want to say. And then you have Penguin from Michael Keaton's Batman as well. So the Danny DeVito Penguin. You have multiple Jokers. I think they had like the Joaquin Phoenix one. And no, maybe it was Heath Ledger in the 66 one. But there were a lot of like doubles. And then you had the 66 Batman and Robin, like right under the hoop, I want to say. You also had like a ton of the animated characters. So Space Ghost, Yogi Bear, Magilla Gorilla, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, Rick and Morty have their cameo. You have the Austin Powers stuff. You have the entire Scooby Doo gang there. Iron Giant. I mean, there's so many King Kong is there <laughs> like. But then, you know, I've seen a lot of people pointing out that they put in the characters from Clockwork Orange, which I don't think I've ever seen in full. You're better off. But that is like the one thing that people are really upset about and I mean, Pennywise like kills children, so <laughs> you don't know. There's yeah. that too <laughs> and you're just like you all know this movie is made for children, right? You also have Alice in Wonderland. You have the Mad Max characters, Jabberjaw. So many animaniacs. Question though:
1: Is this made for children? Because I disagree. I think hear me out. That all of this meta and like bringing these characters like kids never watch the Jetsons. They don't see the Flintstones. They haven't seen a Clockwork Orange. Just like you said, this movie is just like warner brothers sitting there and going i bet we could make a lot of money if we made another space jam movie that's what the algorithm says and then they put together this thing and like you follow you follow lebron the whole time this movie isn't about dom who it could be he's like an important character and he's got his own plots but dom never has like a lesson that he has to learn like we're following lebron learning a lesson we're supposed mm-hmm. to be in his shoes this is 100 percent a movie for adults that kids are invited to <laughs> well you said you watched it with children yes they had a good time they didn't understand a lot but they had a good time yeah
0: but i think anytime you just put in like animated characters that's going to appeal to kids regardless of whether or not they know who the animated characters
1: are that's true. I was thinking about the difference between like dad learns a lesson in Mitchell versus the machines versus in Space Jam. And in Mitchell versus the machines, you're with the daughter mm-hmm. as all this stuff it's happens. It's a different but point of view. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I get that. Yeah. But they also still made this PG and mm-hmm. put those characters in from very non PG movies. <laughs> like, yeah. So I thought that was an interesting choice because they also had. There was a nun, and I thought it was the nun from the nun, but I think she was from the Devils, which is like a whole different thing that I have not seen. And there were just so many. Who
1: owns the Sound of Music? Is that nuns? <laughs> I, I have mean, no is that the Brothers?
0: You also have the mask, and it's not Jim Carrey, so then you're kind of oh, like, "Oh, that—that's that, a little disappointing." But because, like you said, it's these people. Like random people just dressed up. It's not like they got the original people back. Mm -hmm. To be honest, couldn't tell that wasn't Danny DeVito, even though I knew it wasn't (laughs) Danny DeVito, because the way they have to do the penguin's makeup and the nose and like the prosthetics and everything to make that character look the way he Uh does. You'd believe it. You can get by with stuff like that, but even you pointed out, like with Pennywise, it just looked like this. Weird, skinnier version of Pennywise that was not nearly as intimidating.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just a nice clown who had a bad day. <laughs> Looks a little deflated. Brought a balloon with him, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Jack Sparrow too. That was one of the other ones I caught. Oh
1: yeah, they don't even own that IP.
0: I think those are the only ones I caught. Even though I know there were more. There were so, so, so many. Oh, I think one was like Polly Pitstop or some something like that. It's from like. The old cartoons she she had like her car with her and it had like umbrellas on it I don't know this character I probably butchered the name but yeah anyway <laughs> so many cameos I tried so hard I paused this movie so many times and I was like trying to write them all down and then I was like googling I was like did someone just do this work for me already so I can stop pausing
1: it every five seconds that's so funny you might have been the first <laughs>
0: It was kind of an overload, though, because then I was like actively paying more attention to that than what was happening in the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It made it it made it hard to focus on the game. And the game went by quick because it was following video game rules instead of sports rules.
0: Yeah. You don't foul every five seconds and have to
1: shoot free throws in video games. And you get style points. Oh, Nick asked me to dab. And so uh, because this is a podcast, I just got it. Welcome to the Space Jam. Okay, they're adept. I have a
0: issue with the style points. Oh, yeah? Tell me about it. Because they're using the style points all throughout the movie. And then the game is coming down to the last shot. And they're one point apart, right? So LeBron's team is down by one. The Toon Squad is down by one. And the last shot, they do all of these crazy things and it only counts for two points. <laughs> that's a great point. There were no style points. I was like, what is,
1: no, you can't, why? Okay, that's a great point, And I totally agree. I'm going to try and save it, but I think that it's not worth saving. But <laughs> they did glitch the game. So maybe they glitched style. I guess, but you would think it would just revert back to the kids rules. That's true. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's, that's a little <laughs> plot hole. That's a little miss. whoops daisy My basketball brain was like, mm, nope, <laughs> don't like this. <laughs> what made my brain don't like this was watching some of the Looney Tunes get turned from 2D to 3D. That was a hard acceptance <laughs> on some of them.
0: Yeah, because they were 2D until they got on the basketball court, and then they reverted to back to 2D once the game was over.
1: Mm-hmm. But they got uncomfortable, somewhat semi-realism for the basketball game. Cartoon characters cannot become real, so says Janice. Yes, or like make the, well, no. I was going to make some other statements. No, but yes. How did you feel about cartoon LeBron? Then I really liked cartoon LeBron, and is it weird that I was disappointed that they didn't turn him into a weird three D LeBron for the game? That they let him go back to being person. You know.
0: Considering that the Goon Squad was all, like, cartoonified, yeah, they should have just, like, kept him cartoon LeBron. Yeah, it would have been fun. What did you think of his 2D? I liked it because, well, one, I got a good laugh out of the, oh, no, I'm shorter than Kevin Hart joke. <laughs> I think this movie gets my humor very well, <laughs> especially when it comes to basketball stuff. But I think, yeah, they should have just kept him a cartoon once they made him a cartoon because that, that feels inconsistent because, you know, Dom scans all of the real life players into his app, which is how he ends up being able to like video gamify them. Yeah. So it felt like they should have done that with LeBron. But then you have Don Cheadle's character, the AI character, looking like a normal person too, and Dom. So it's like they had to either do it all the way. Or like not at all with the other players. I don't know.
1: So when when Don Cheadle, I'm sorry, when Al G Rhythm uh, played basketball, he did transform. It was just when he was uh, on the bench and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you like his red sweater coach fling the chair moment? That was great. <laughs> That That was was the basketball reference that I got. I was really proud of myself.
0: Yeah, it seemed like they were a little inconsistent with that stuff. Like, if they were going to be in this video game world, they should have looked like... Because Dom had a video game character of himself. Yeah. But But I guess then they were like, we need these people's actual faces.
1: Yeah, and he even modded himself as if he were a video game. So he went into that game with his stats all whack. Mm -hmm. It's Interesting. Inconsistent. This this movie for a question mark target age is inconsistent in its logic. Shocking. What the hell? Very surprised,
0: Janice. I think we might be thinking about Space Jam a little too much.
1: (laughs) I'm definitely thinking about it too much, but I am like I'm banking on the secret hope that it's actually a huge meta commentary for the state of media today. Um, but I love the family moments. You see the family moments?
0: Tell me what you loved about the family moments.
1: I loved when they were all family who loved each other. I don't know. I like LeBron's acting was, I think, a little bit better than Michael Jordan's acting. Not by much in this movie. And uh, what the, the times where I really actually enjoyed it and got on board was when he was interacting with his fake family.
0: I kind of have a theory about that, because obviously, they played in two very different eras. So Michael Jordan was, yes, surrounded by cameras all the time, but not in the same way that LeBron is with like social media and everything like that, in addition to all of the cameras at the games and outside of the games. But I think that makes it so that a lot of current day players are more comfortable doing stuff like this because we've seen like Uncle Drew for example which is starring Kyrie Irving I want to say and he, they're like old men playing basketball <laughs> with like their skills as their present day selves so you have a lot more stuff like that happening now I think so I think a lot of the players are just more comfortable being in front of cameras in a different way than Jordan was.
1: That's definitely true. And even even whenever he was acting to a green screen though, like whenever he, maybe we would just got better at telling people where the fake character they're talking to is, but he would like look at the right marks and he would interact with the things in a way that was a little bit more believable than bless his heart, Michael did. It was the tech, it was the tech at the time. That too. Yeah. (laughs) So I think LeBron just
0: had like a different advantage in that aspect.
1: Do you follow him on Twitter? Would you have been one of the people who got sucked into the serververse? I
0: followed him on Instagram after I finished the movie.
1: Okay. Because Instagram's safe. They didn't get pulled in.
0: (laughs) I don't think I follow him on Twitter. Just the team. That makes sense. But I think it's just like a, a totally different era. Not only like for the movies, but for the players. So they definitely went way more digital with this than they did with the original one. And obviously the original one was like ahead of its time kind of with all the tech they used for it. But as far as like making LeBron a cartoon character in this and the way they digitized the basketball court, you know, they like definitely made it look like they were in a video game versus playing a basketball game with cartoon characters on a regular basketball court.
1: Yeah, for sure. I just remembered that there was a cameo of the um, nerd Yes. From the original <laughs> movie, and that made me very happy. See, I didn't know if that
0: counted as a cameo since it's still Space Jam. Mm-hmm. That's true. I was like, I, I guess it does. So I didn't write it down, but I did catch that too. I was like, yes, thank you for being meta.
1: You know, my only criticism of the movie, this is not true. This is a bit. My <laughs> I only was going critis- to say, just one? <laughs> just one. Uh, my only, my one and only criticism of the movie was that Daffy Doug did not get to play basketball because... As we talked about last time, Daffy Duck is the best Toon and the best squad player for the Toon Squad. And I think that had he not been coaching, had he been in the game, it would have it would have gone that bad that fast. You know? Yeah. It's, it's a real shame.
0: <laughs> so we obviously have the Michael B. Jordan cameo at halftime, where they think they're going to be saved by the Michael Jordan. I laughed so hard. I kind of knew it was coming as soon as they, like, showed the silhouette. I was like, that's not Michael Jordan. (laughs) That's the other one.
1: Yeah, but who was it going to – Oh, did you know immediately that it was Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. You're better at this game than me.
0: (laughs) Well, because I think I had seen something, like, online maybe before I watched it that there was, like, a Michael Jordan cameo. I was like, no, there's not. (laughs) (laughs) But as soon as I saw the silhouette, I was like – oh, that's what they're doing. Because that, I mean, in my brain, that is logical. So, you know. (laughs) It makes sense. Which I think they only got him because Ryan Coogler was one of the producers on this.
1: Oh. Also, Michael P. Jordan's cool. He likes anime. So I bet he likes Space Jam. Yeah. I I think it's safe
0: to say he's been to a basketball game or two. Mm -hmm. Safe to say that for sure. It just seemed like, well, I don't know if he's been in any of the like Warner Brothers movies. I don't know if Creed is Warner Brothers or anything, but like obviously he's Killmonger from the Mar- Marvel movies, mm-hmm. which is very much not WB.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and so it brings up a thing that I didn't think about, which is Michael B. Jordan was probably there because he follows LeBron on Twitter. Right. Do you think he follows him on Twitter in real life or do you think that was a bit for the movie? And then also, does that mean that Michael Jordan Prime does not follow LeBron James on Twitter? We shall see.
0: He does follow LeBron on Twitter.
1: (sighs) Then he was just hiding.
0: Or wait, Michael B. Jordan or Michael Jordan? Michael B. Jordan follows LeBron on Twitter. That's
1: good. He's consistent.
0: Is Michael Jordan Prime even on Twitter?
1: Maybe not. He might not be cool enough to hang on Twitter. This is a flaw in the plan. This is why he wasn't in the movie. I don't think he's on Twitter. Okay, that's why he wasn't in the movie. They yeah. were like, you have to follow LeBron James on Twitter to be in the movie. And he was like, sorry, I can't. I don't know how to use Twitter. And they're like, well, all right. Yeah. So that tracks. Obviously, they did their homework. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I know Jordan Brand is on all of the social media, but I don't know if Michael Jordan actually is on any of them. Good for him. It always amazes me when I find people who are not on social media. I'm like, how do you do this?
1: This is going to send me down a rabbit hole after this where I look up, Ernie Johnson does have a Twitter. Yes. How do you tell if they're following people? You just scroll for a long time? This is not good podcast.
0: (laughs) 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 We're just going to talk about who follows who on Twitter now. (laughs) This is our new segment. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's great audio content. (laughs) Great audio content. But, you know, like we said, there's not a whole lot of story. I was going to try to rank the cameos, but because I didn't even catch all of them, like there was this one character who was pretty big and had like a F logo on their chest and a cape or something but was not like a human character. And I could not figure out who this character was to save my life. So I just gave up. What color was their face? I want to say it was like purple or green. Was it Freakazoid?
1: I don't think so. From the Warner Brothers franchise?
0: No. Okay. It was like a character who was bigger than Magilla
1: Gorilla, but not as big as King Kong. I'll have to rewatch it. I'll have to do what you did and disseminate every <laughs> second by second. Oh, they did have the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot. Yeah. The Animaniacs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's their real names. Yeah. I, I did catch that
0: one. And then I did catch, like, at first I thought it was Men in Black, but I was like, no, that's the the Matrix people, right? Because they just have, <laughs> like, this guy in a black suit with, like, the FBI thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just a really bad Agent Smith.
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't know which movie this is from because it could be so many. <laughs> but yeah, I liked trying to find all of the cameos. There were clearly way too many for me to actually write them all down. But hopefully someone else will do that and <laughs> maybe we can link to a video here. Janice, yeah. do you have anything else on Space Jam before we rate and recommend things? Uh I love the
1: message of let me be me. I adored all of that. I think it's a good thing for people to hear. Um, And yeah, that's everything new for me.
0: Yeah, I will say that I did like that all the little worlds were separate.
1: Oh, yeah, they had their own little planets.
0: Yeah, so obviously that means Game of Thrones was in this, a big one I forgot to mention because I do not care about Game of
1: Thrones. You forgot about Foghorn Leghorn Dragon Queen
0: sure i don't know what to do with that also lord of the rings (laughs) (laughs) whatever happened to baby jane that was another one that i kept seeing the person and i was like i can't place this person but they keep showing this person over and over and over again
1: oh yeah they went to the harry potter planet too
0: yes or they
1: just went by it i don't lebron was playing quidditch at one point I don't think they did any cameos, but LeBron did play Quidditch. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. He made the Hufflepuff comment. Yeah, that too.
0: Yeah. Okay. It was Penelope Pitstop, not whatever I said earlier. Oh, Penelope Pitstop. Now I still don't know who that is. (laughs) I do. I was saying the completely wrong name. So, you know, (laughs) sorry. Words. Too many cameos. I don't know. But Janice... This was not a good movie, but it was a fun movie.
1: I gave it a two and
0: a half out of five.
1: Oh, okay. I like that. I gave it a three, kind of the same vein. I think I also gave, I don't remember what I gave the other Space Jam, but. It's about the same. (laughs) About the same. It was fine.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we discussed recommendations a little before this. I don't know what yours is. I also don't know what mine is yet, so you can go first.
1: <laughs> Great. No pressure. Um, so we were talking about video games and basketball, and then what I thought of was, I don't know if you've ever heard of this game that's called Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Tell me more. It's a it's a video game that was made by some people, like most are, uh, but it was- uh, Are you sure- it was, And AI didn't make it. Nope. Algae had nothing to do with this one. But the plot, I won't spoil. You should really Google and or play it. But somebody, it's like a parody game that was made after Barclays um, Shut Up and Play or whatever it's called. And then also Space Jam. They mashed the two together to make the world's most horrifying and funny video game. And so it's just like the server-verse, kind of, maybe.
0: That truly sounds like something else. It really is. Like, not of this planet. <laughs> so my recommendation to keep with the Warner Brothers theme here mm-hmm. is Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters.
1: <gasps> yeah! <laughs>
0: Because I was trying really hard to think of like a basketball related recommendation. And at first, I wanted to recommend NBA Street Volume 2, which Mm -hmm. came out for PlayStation 2. And I was like, well, can't really play that that. anymore unless you have a PlayStation 2. I think it also came out on GameCube, which I never had one of those. I don't know who still has one of those. So Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters it is. Makes sense. (laughs) Also very fun basketball.
1: I love the Globetrotters. Have you seen the Globetrotters play before, like in real life?
0: I have a Globetrotters jersey that I bought when I went to go see the Globetrotters play live.
1: That's so cool. They're my favorite basketball team for sure. They're great.
0: The jersey is very long because, you know, as tall as I am, (laughs)
1: because
0: I'm obviously just the tallest person you all know.
1: Yeah. Nobody knows, but (laughs) Deanna's actually six foot eight. (laughs) Truly. Yeah, jersey basketball jerseys are very long everyone (laughs) case you didn't know it's like you always think they're wearing them short shorts but actually those shorts are three feet long it's just that they're very tall
0: (laughs) their short shorts are normal people shorts (laughs) Mm -hmm. this seems very likely but janice anything else on space jam 2
1: go watch it it's fine if people are complaining about it they forgot what the other space jam is like it's fine or they
0: don't like basketball and then i Don't really know why you would watch this if you don't like either ridiculous things or basketball.
1: Yeah, I like to upset myself, so I'm going to watch a a movie about two things I don't like at all.
0: I love both of these things and still thought the movie was terrible, Yeah, but it was a fun terrible. Yeah, it's like watching Maximum Overdrive. It's not good, but it's ridiculous enough to be a fun time. What's Maximum Overdrive? I'll show you a picture of the truck and you will understand everything.
1: Okay. Sounds
0: good. But that wraps this episode of Welcome to Geekdom. Thank you, Janice, for joining me to talk about Space Jam, A New Legacy.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, everyone. That does it for this episode of Welcome to Geekdom. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so through our Patreon. If you want to follow us on socials, you can do so at GeekdomPod on Twitter and at Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.